Hey everyone, this is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart Coach, welcoming you to the podcast that helps entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. My mission is to free you from the struggle of how to bridge faith and business as a God-centered entrepreneur and to equip you to pursue success God's way. When that happens, we experience the joy of building a fruitful business that honors Him and serves His people. So let's get started. Welcome back to our Hustle with Heart Entrepreneur interview series. I am honored to be bringing you my guests today, Ron and Marty Cooper of The Cooper Culture. And they coach businesses and individuals on bringing values back to the workplace based on biblical principles and teachings of John Maxwell. One of the things that I love most about them is their integrity and the trust that they build. Let's listen in. So welcome everybody. Welcome back to our Hustle with Heart podcast and another episode of the Hustle with Heart Entrepreneur Interview Series. And I am so thrilled to bring to you this incredible couple building a coaching business completely based on faith and their own experience, being married 52 years. So they have a lot of wisdom for us, but a lot of wisdom from business and, a, and being from a military background. So let me take a moment to introduce you to Ron and Marty Cooper. Let me tell you a little bit about them. They've been married, as I said, for 52 years. They are business partners in the Cooper culture. Ron served our country for 22 years as an F-4 fighter pilot and later as an aerospace industry executive. And Marty served her country for 36 years as a federal government leader. They leveraged this plethora of experience in the Cooper culture to advance people and businesses to achieve their full potential through coaching, leadership training, and public speaking. They say by espousing and living the principles of faith and intentional living, they give people a reason to want to add value to others. So Ron and Marty, welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. It is an honor and privilege to have you as my guests today. Aaron, thank you you so much for the opportunity to uh, interact with you and your broad audience. We really appreciate that. And um, yes, our target market and one of our uh, purposes is to add value to people and to bring faith into the workplace. And uh, Aaron, I'm going to separate faith and religion only from the standpoint that faith and its value, whereas sometimes religion just has a almost a ubiquitous, yeah, you, uh, you're just a Bible-thumping, Bible-carrying kind of person, and you use it as a weapon against me. That is the antithesis of what Marty and I are, but rather, we place value on values. We place value on people. And Aaron, we're just happy to collaborate and share with you and others of like mind in your audience. Well, I'm so glad that you started that way, Ron, because I do think as God-centered entrepreneurs on this hustle with heart journey, you know, sometimes we can we can feel a little backlash or persecuted. That that seems like a very big word for, you know, it's certainly not like the persecution of Christ, right? But as we stand for our faith in Christ and him being the center of our business, there can be backlash. And so I think that separation is so important as we seek to be Jesus's hands and feet on this hustle with heart journey. 
So I'm so glad that you started with that. I would love, love, love to dig in and understand um, what brought you to create the Cooper culture and, and what does, what does that mean? And what does that entail? Thank you, Aaron. I'm going to tell you that um, I will start out, but um, <clears throat> Marty is uh, in a lot of senses, the backbone of our business. And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, the operative word of our company name is culture and culture involves, it is the environment. It is the defining aspect of our business, our family, whatever environment in which we're operating, there is a tenor, there is a value, there are underlying principles that apply to that culture. So culture is everything that uh, we are about. Our mantra is uh, uh, connected relationships and principled leadership. And connected relationships are those relationships that are connected, and that goes beyond well, I know you, Aaron, simply because I can match a name and a face. But when I, when I say I know you, that means, Aaron, I know your strengths. I know your personality style. I'm not a psychoanalyst. Please don't. Uh, I hope nobody will understand that. But as I understand you and as people uh, work with and understand Marty and me, uh, people will understand I am somewhat of an outgoing person, which is very different from what I was as a preteen. Marty is a reserved kind of person. Marty is a one-on-one, one-on-small type person. I feel comfortable, not to say I'm good, but I feel comfortable being in front of larger crowds. But very briefly, Aaron, um, 36 years of Marty's federal government experience, my 22 years of military experience. Part of my military experience was I used the term big, bold, burly leadership. You just do what I tell you to do and we'll be just fine. And uh, people don't, well, people respond to that in a negative way. When you lead with the heart, and Aaron, what I just said, fighter pilots operating from the heart. Just a brief story. Marty would tell your folks that uh, part of my uh, Air Force fighter pilot background was an annual flight physical, and she would always tell the flight surgeon, don't, don't even think about checking for a heart or anything related to it. This guy doesn't have one. And um, so that's just part of the uh, fighter pilot mantra. But Aaron, connected relationships, and it has everything to do with leading from the heart. And when you genuinely care for people, People respond with trust, respect, confidence. Another way that that works its way into companies is increased retention because they know I care. Mark, have each been in organizations that are run very well. We've also been in organizations that are not run well. And we can tell you that the organizations that are not run well I use the expression sometimes I have to push the left front, uh, left foot to get in front of the right foot to get into work because I'm just there for a paycheck. I don't really enjoy what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. They don't seem to value me. But uh, just the opposite applies when you have a good culture. So, Aaron, uh, we need to hear from Marty. She's um, she's really the backbone of our group. Well, 
I keep him organized. (laughs) (laughs) He's a D personality and and they can lose focus sometimes. Uh, But I, I am a relational type person and I value relationships and, and uh, I like, I like to add value. I like to know that I've added value to you. Um, and, and it's not about the money. It's not about uh, me. It's about you. So that's where I come from in our business, just helping others uh, grow themselves, add value to them. I love that. Um, what did you see missing in the marketplace that made you decide to create the Cooper culture? That's a great question, Erin. It's very perceptive on your part, and I'm sure that's very reflective of the thinking that uh, your audience does. But uh, why would we even want to engage in a business of culture making It is a matter of uh, relationships, that's one. It is a matter of job satisfaction as another. And Aaron, we are seeing in the, uh, throughout uh, the universal church that uh, people are leaving the church. We are literally watching millennials fall, fall away from Christian homes. They're taking their own way out of because of various reasons. Some of those reasons uh, that the millennials are exercising might be from being with a liberal audience. And I'm the kind of person, Aaron, when I see a need, I feel like I need to take action. And one of the things that we want to do is bring worship into the workplace. What I just said could be very much a misunderstood, but now what I mean by doing that is not to literally have a church service at the workplace, but rather values that are scripturally based. We want to be able to work with people who know the value of scriptural principles, integrity, honesty, trust, all of those very basic principles that we want to help instill in the workplace when they are in place. That creates a culture that is very workable. I will tell you, Aaron, that the statistics will prove that even if I am not able to pay you what maybe another company might be willing to pay you, but their culture is not as good as mine, there are statistics that say that people will accept a lesser pay if they have to, to be totally accepted in an organization knowing they are valued. Aaron, one of the major parts of my life is being accepted. And that's, uh, while maybe a lot of people can't totally or wouldn't uh, define themselves in that way, we at least subconsciously want to know we are accepted, we are valued, and I have strengths, you have strengths, everyone does. Let's discover what those strengths are and build around those strengths. And we'll only acknowledge the weaknesses. Um, Marty's in my marriage, I think, has uh, existed uh, the way it has because Marty compliments my weaknesses. And for people like me, it's hard to even acknowledge I have a weakness, but I, but I do. 
That's funny. I was just uh, this morning on my daily dose, I was talking about 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I think it was, um, you know, where Paul's talking about, you know, in my weakness, he is strong. And that at, whether we're entrepreneurs or, you know, in the workplace, it is really hard because we've been taught and conditioned to not talk about weaknesses. And I think the the beauty of you know, pulling in these biblical principles and the values and what you do is it enables people the space and the acceptance, as you said, to understand their weaknesses and, and to build that and how that interacts with their strengths, which I think is so you, so unique in many workplaces to be able to do that. Yeah. Hey, you're right, Aaron. And uh, one of the things that uh, we want to create uh, uh, have a help create a culture is awareness that is a personal awareness that I know who I am accept who I am and my workplace accepts who I am so my workplace will capitalize on my strengths and we build a team that complements each other such that the total team has all of the strength attributes we need because we know each other. Absolutely. And Marty would not, for example, have me uh, try to organize a room full of junk. I just, <laughs> you know, I, that is a major weakness that I have, but that is Marty's strength. That's just one example. Aaron, I want to say it's okay to have a weakness. It's not a fault of you. It's not a failure of you. And I think it helps to recognize your weakness and learn how you can overcome that weakness. Absolutely. Um, Marty, you know, as we were just talking, Ron was saying, you know, and you were saying that that personal relationship, that one-to-one that you really enjoy, are you see, are you seeing organizations start to value that more versus taking sort of this, corporate view of these are just my employees and, and I don't need to interact with them individually. Are you seeing that shift to be more personal interaction one-to-one? Um, are you seeing that continue to not be existent in some ways? I think we're beginning to see that because I think through, uh, you know, we said we're a part of John Maxwell. He preach, he, he talks to you about, uh, individuals and they're talking about it more and more i think more and more people were hearing more uh true stories of how people had a weakness and they're coming through it so we're beginning to see that people want to overcome and Aaron, i'll add another aspect to that uh, yes we too are seeing says that um know that uh, they can actually exist and communicate even though this uh, uh, interview is being recorded during the COVID-19 period, that uh, many of the businesses that met are not meeting now, that, but uh, we're teleworking. And so now how do we communicate when we are, are at our respective homes? We used to sit beside each other, albeit maybe in a cubicle. We maybe even met multiple times a week for 
some people would categorize it stupid, non-productive meetings. And so by golly, we're able to um, function through all of that somehow, some way. And uh, in some ways, Aaron, we're being forced to get to know each other better, albeit we're working from our homes. And um, uh, yes, there's a lot of benefit that is coming from the COVID-19. One of the aspects of our business is we're helping businesses reopen, reunite, restart, that's an appropriate term, a a post-COVID-19 business. Some businesses will be fairly substantially restructured culturally in what I hope to be a very positive way uh, from COVID, uh, following uh, COVID-19. I I imagine, I know in my own business, I I was always doing a lot of Zoom and virtual meetings and working from home. But at the same time, with some of the clients that I consult with, people, because of the lack of human connection, because of distancing and, and shelter in place, they're embracing technology and they're getting to know each other on a different level. Are you seeing that? Oh, absolutely, we are. Aaron, uh, technology has, or let's say the COVID-19 has forced us in some ways, forced, or it has provided an opportunity. That could be another very operative word, an opportunity to explore technology. How can we continue to function and maybe even better with technology knowing that uh, we can't get together based on uh, if I'm not declared an essential business and so forth. So yes, there's uh, so many opportunities, Aaron, that are coming from this COVID-19 period. We're being forced to use technology. We're, we're, uh, force is not, a, is not a, a good word, although it's, uh, it's being used at some points, but it's an opportunity to explore. But I also want to say, I think there are certain personalities that they want to get back and be with the people they work with. They love that interaction. Mm-hmm. And I'm somewhat like that. Um, I liked working with people and I liked uh, communicating. I mean, I, I'm a person that once I'm busy, I'm busy, but I like that interaction with my coworkers. Yeah. Well, and I, so I think for- we're beginning. Go ahead. I think we're beginning to want to uh, to go back to that, even though the technology, the Zoom and everything, that's great when you can't. But I do think that, you know, we are a people or a nation. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, and I, Marty, I, I think you're this way too. Like I'm a hugger and I'm a people person. So although I do work from home a lot, what I miss most is just being able to you know, meet up with a friend to work over lunch or go to Panera or go to the lobby coffee bar, you know, at our church or what have you. Um, And I think that what we'll see come out of this, going back to this idea of culture, I think it's going to create, as you said, Ron, an opportunity for people to redefine their culture and perhaps Mm -hmm. to even step back. I love what you said about this reopening, reuniting, restarting, to take a different look at what is our culture and, and what culture do we want going forward? And who do we want in those seats on the bus to move that culture forward? Because we've all sort of been pressure tested during this time. And I think especially for us as Christian entrepreneurs, 
and, you know, please tell me what you think. I feel like this has been a time for us to really show up and reflect Christ's light to really be his hands and feet in a way that maybe we were timid of doing it before when we were, you know, sitting next to that person, or maybe we just simply, um, you know, we didn't come forward with, with those thoughts and, and the values, those biblical values. I don't know. How do you all see that? Aaron, I see it, uh, we see it uh, just the same way you do. Yes, um, uh, part of our mantra is connected relationships. So how do we uh, become connected or remain connected, even though we're maybe geographically separated? I'll tell you one of the principles of leadership that uh, we try to instill in those organizations that want this is Marty and I are believers that the workplace and home is a continuum. Yeah. I will say that somewhat cautiously that I would not want anyone to think that we are going to forcibly intervene with your family, but I want you to know that um, I want for you to feel very confident. I hope I can earn your trust to be able to have you come to me if you're having any challenges at home. That's very important to me because I know if if you um, I'm, I'm going to use use the term way if I can send you home happy there's a reasonable chance you'll walk in the door of home happy if you have a happy home life there's a reasonable expectation you're going to come to work happy that's the context in which I say work and home is a continuum this COVID nineteen period for some people has uh, produced some very extenuating uh, financial circumstances. And I want people to know that, uh, well, let's, um, and I use the mantra sometimes that then never again will I, and then fill in the blank with whatever. But if this opportunity, this COVID-19 period has presented an opportunity that we need to restructure our finances such that we can be more financially independent and not have to uh, go from paycheck to paycheck. I just want you to know that I want to help you uh, to develop those kind of disciplines at home. I'm not going to force myself on you, but Aaron, in the context of you know connected relationships and how everything becomes integrally integrated, yes, it all works together, and that's how we want to add value to people. Yeah, absolutely, and um, and I I love the full circle of that, and I love that you brought up financial you know, stewardship, because I think the next guest that, that I'll be having um, is Bruce and April Lyons, and they're going to be talking about financial peace. In the last few minutes, I would love for you to talk about the work that you're doing in creating, if I may call it, sort of a marriage ministry or, or maybe relationship marriage coaching. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that for our audience. Marty, talk to us about that. You, uh, our, relationship, our, our relationship course, marriages, yeah, yeah. and how it relates to marriage and so forth. We are uh, developing a course that starts out with um, uh, just being attracted to someone. Say you say, oh, my goodness, um, hey, I think I might like him or her. So looking for the character that you want in a future mate. So we go from... I like you to dating you to 
uh, it becoming a little more serious <clears throat> to personalities, the, the desk personality uh, styles will go through that so that you understand uh, people or you understand the person that you uh, are attracted to and, and think could be a future mate. And then we go into engagement and marriage and the marriage commitment. Uh, so it's, it's about 16 videos and uh, in-depth, but I also point out that I have always felt that you should make a list of the character traits that you'd like to see in a partner. Uh, in your in your mate, and if they don't match, then it's not a match. So that's ba that's a quick down and dirty <laughs> uh, a diet or a diatribe about or you know uh, um, oh, I'm lacking for the a, sum a summary of our a summary. Uh, of the yes, course. <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, but a summary of, of our course. Erin, I'll add on very quickly that <clears throat> um, intuitively we we know we are wired differently. And it's a matter of personality. Some people will will say, "I've been assessed out. I don't. I don't want any more assessments." Mm -hmm. Well, the one purpose of personality is to understand exactly how we are wired. Aaron, you and Marty are wired a little bit different than I am. And as I can learn you, I'm not going to try to change either one of you. Mm -hmm. But the better I am able to adapt to you. I have a very dominant personality. You can hear it in my voice. I, some people have said I have a command voice. If I don't adapt myself to other personalities, I can come across very abrasive, uh, accosting in other things. So Aaron, I need to adapt myself to your personality. And that's what we uh, teach and coach people. If we choose to understand, and then the counterpart to that is adapt to, there's a much better chance we're all going to get along better together. And setting that foundation, Marty, I love what you talked about, you know, setting that foundation for a positive relationship where, you know, the two are honoring each other and honoring the Lord and, you know, all of those things. I love how you have taken the Cooper culture yeah. and built it around business but also around the marriage relationship. And I love, Ron, how you connect the dots because it's true. If we're happy at work, we're, we can be happier at home. And if, certainly if we're happier at home, we're happier at work. And, and, it, and it all is interrelated um, and completely related to, of course, where our identity resides, You know, knowing who we are and whose we are and letting that really be the foundation of everything that we're doing. So I have one last question for you, um, and then I'll ask what's the best way for people to find you. And just for everyone who's listening, all of the links and how you can find Ron and Marty and learn more about the Cooper culture and the coaching business and, and relationship coaching that they do, all of that will be in the show notes. But my last question is, describe the Cooper culture, so your business, in three words. Values, value comes to trust, mind. and respect. Maybe are three that I uh, can think of. Marty, anything mm -hmm. else comes to mind? Right. Um, my first word was, uh, my first thought was uh, values. Uh, relationships um, come to mind. We want, we, we want people to have a good relationship because health, if you have a good relationship, you're healthier. 
um, and you have a better outlook on life. Of course, I want to bring Christ into this, that he is the reason we're happy. He is the reason we're here today. So uh, that, but a healthy relationship is really good in a marriage and a family. If your kids see that you're happy and, and healthy, then they are happy. Erin, I'm going to add one very brief comment Please. that uh, one of the very underlying principles of our business is to reach the unchurched and unsaved, principled people that are unchurched, unsaved. And I'm hoping that they see and want the values we represent mm -hmm. such that they say, well, what is the founding values of which you operate? And I want to tell them that's my opening, so to speak. I said, everything I know about leadership and relationships comes from the Bible, Jesus Christ. And I just want you to know that is the value we have in church, because I know a lot of people are saying, I don't have the time to go to church, which means church doesn't have the value that I'm looking for. Therefore, it's not a priority. Well, my hope and with Christ working through me and giving me my calling is that we are going to repopulate the church knowing with, uh, with uh, people knowing the value that uh, that we have in church. So uh, that is, that's a lot about us, Aaron. <laughs> well, Marty and Ron, I just want to thank you so much. I, I love that I've gotten to know you. It is such a blessing in my life to know you and for us to interact. Um, I want to thank you for making time today to be part of the podcast. I think there's so much rich information here to really give people pause in their businesses to think about how we're doing business differently, how we're interacting, how it's all, you know, how it all works together. And I am really excited for our listeners to hear this episode and then be able to um, connect with you all. So thank you for being my guest today. Thank you, Aaron. Thank it's you. a great opportunity to share with your guests. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next time on the Hustle with Heart podcast and the Hustle with Heart podcast interview series. Thanks, everybody. You know, one of the favorite things of mine in doing this podcast is starting this entrepreneurial interview series because there's so much wisdom, so much hindsight that can be our foresight. And I hope that this brings you so much value as well. Please check the show notes so you know exactly how to find Ron and Marty and connect with them and find ways that you can collaborate with any of our entrepreneur interview guests. And as always, thank you for being a fan of the Hustle with Heart podcast, and I look forward to our next episode. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray that it brings you value as you build a business that honors God and serves his people. If you find it valuable, please leave a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. For all things Hustle with Heart, visit my website, erinharrigan.com, where you can connect with me about personalized coaching, find the podcast, as well as my new book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart. Follow me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach or Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur. I'm praying for you, friend, that your business will serve others in a greater capacity than you could ever imagine. 